Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson. Welcome to The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo, the crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me each week on The Crime Couch for a rollicking, intriguing tale. It'll be one heck of a journey. David McGowan was in Victoria Police for 21 years, starting in general duties at South Melbourne. He became a detective and transferred to Carlton CIB before joining the armed robbery squad in 1988. He was involved in the arrest of armed robber and murderer Hugo Rich, Russell Mad Dog Cox and Raymond Dennings, and involved in Walsh Street. David left the job as a detective sergeant and joined ANZ Bank running their group investigations team. He investigated employee corruption across 31 countries. Well, he's now come the full circle, returning to the police family and becoming the Chief Executive Officer of Police Veterans Victoria last year. Hi, David, and welcome to The Crime Couch. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for inviting me. Tell me, why did you become a police officer? Oh, I think like most kids, you want to be a policeman. I didn't quite grow out of it, so um, that was always where I was going to go. So once I turned 18, I was straight into the academy. In those days, I think the average age of recruits was around 18, 19. So no second choice? You, that was always your first option? That was my only option, yep. What was your biggest life lesson in the job? You spent, what, 21 years in the job. What was your biggest life lesson? There's a bit of a saying, there's this ABC saying, accept nothing, believe no one, check everything. That was the biggest lesson in life for me, right from the early days, even to now. And where do you think you learnt that specifically? Was it any incident or... Was it working in general duties or was it working in one of the squads? Where do you think you learnt that? I think all police learn it and it starts really early in your career. Um, you're dealing with people and uh, people are interesting and complex and it takes you in all sorts of different directions, those dealings. So that's what carries me through. How would you describe your time in the armed robbery squad? Because that was in the late 1980s. Quite a colourful uh, era. Tell me about your time there. I was very lucky. I was invited to, to join the armed robbery squad and, and that's how you got in at that time. Um, wasn't something I particularly aspired to do, but going in there was an incredible adventure. It was a, a, a real roller coaster ride. We had complex jobs. There were investigations we were, we were involved in. Were you sure you were going to die during that that? that particular operation. There were days when I thought, oh, how did I end up in here? But it was a great adventure. There were some excellent detectives. Um, we locked up a lot of really good crooks and formed relationships and friendships with victims of holdups that carried through for many, many years. Probably the most satisfying time of my police life. Because when you think about it now, there's no such thing almost as a bank robbery, is there? No, there's not. When I went into the squad, there was maybe two or three banks held up a week. Uh, four years later, there was one or two a month. The squad ceased to exist the late 90s and banks don't get held up anymore. 
Tell me some of the crew you were working with. Who were some of the interesting and, and uh, quirky and uh, eclectic detectives that you worked with? I had a couple of different sergeants. Uh, Andrew Allen was a, was a great mentor. With, he and I worked together for many years. Uh, Graham Main Spurt was uh, a hard man of the squad. Um, we did some great work together. Uh, Graham, Graham Kent, Squirty Kent, as he's often known, uh, very accomplished investigator. Probably learnt most of my investigative skills from, from Graham. You worked and have been working in the finance sector for at least the last um, decade, David. What attracted you into returning and working again, you know, for a police organisation? Well, I wasn't working at all when this opportunity came up and it was following the, the four members who were killed on the freeway. I became aware of uh, a veteran peer support officer program and I wanted to get involved in that really hard when you when you're not in the job anymore and members are killed in circumstances like that you 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 mourn with everybody else but you don't feel you're part of the membership because you're out you don't feel like you're part of the public so you're in no man's land that's really difficult to to do and people don't understand that until they leave the job what that feels like so i showed some interest i wanted to get involved as a veteran peer support officer help out some of the troubled um, veterans and then by chance the the chief executive officer came, role became available um, I applied for that and in I came 20 years on. Tell me what is Police Veterans Victoria for people that don't know um, how would you sum up what you do and 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 what the organization is about? So Police Veterans Victoria came about to meet the needs of veteran police who are troubled. It started with a couple of serving members, Vicky Key and Mick Cummins, who were looking after veterans in their own time. Graham Ashton, the Chief Commissioner at the time, uh, recognised that this was an organisation that needed to be supported and developed. And that was the beginning of what was initially called Police Veterans Support Victoria. It was set up to look after troubled veterans. The cornerstone of it was a peer support program where veterans with similar life experiences could buddy up with another veteran who's troubled and help them work through some of their grief. That's just one aspect of it. But if you compare it to how defence veterans are supported in, in this country and elsewhere, um, there was nothing in place. And what I recognised is that it is a hidden tragedy, that there are so many troubled police veterans out there who are on their own, who need support, and our aspiration is for Police Veterans Victoria to be able to provide the same support and services that our defence veterans get. How do you define a police veteran, David? A veteran is someone who's a sworn member who served one day. What's your role? Um, you know, what do you... I know you spend a lot of time speaking to veterans, but what do you do? The day-to-day -day administration of the organisation. So we are... Police Veterans Victoria is a not-for-profit organisation. We are regulated by the um, ACNC, the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission. My role is to manage the day-to-day -day functions of, of any other business. Um, we have a communications officer who does our reporting, we have a website, we do newsletters, we, we identify and train veteran peer support officers. It's a pretty broad, broad brush that I sweep. So any one day for me can be supporting some troubled veterans to 
filing reports, preparing board papers, talking to you on the crime couch. They say that nothing is more X than an X. That's a that's an old saying. Is that how members are thought of when they get out of the job? And, and why do you think? That's how members think of themselves because that's that's the terminology that's always been used. To quote Graham Ashton when he did the head-to-head walk, you know, we, we need to change that. Nothing more X than an X. It's a really empty feeling. Uh, X and former are both negative words. So veteran is one that, that some were troubled with, um, but I think it's the best word that describes what we do, what police do. And, you know, there's a, there's a saying that um, in the defence, they train every day for a one-day event. In policing, you train one day for an everyday event. And for a lot of our veterans and for a lot of serving members, they put themselves out there on the line every day to confront an unknown enemy. Not that dissimilar. What are the, the challenges, David, that police members face when they retire? The biggest challenge I think they find is their sense of purpose. So you've spent your life doing a job. It is not a job, it is the job. Doing the job to protect the society and to look after people. When you finish your time, you hand in your Freddy, you've lost your purpose, you've lost your identity, and for some, they lose their will to get up in the morning and go to work. It's a, the transition is really difficult. I mean, speaking to my father, literally he had to retire at 60, and then that was it. He returned the car on Friday as a chief super in a district, and then Monday, that was it for him. He'd left the job. I mean, is there life after leaving the job? Absolutely. And there's a bit of a perception that our veterans are age-retired members. Our veteran community ranged from people in their 20s to a veteran who's 95, who joined us a couple of months ago, and everyone in between. Yeah, so absolutely there is. Um, Most members leave the job long before age retirement, and I know um, many who have gone on to lead very successful careers running their own business or taking on a completely different vocation. So a lot of our veterans are in the workforce doing other things. important is it for police veterans to keep in touch and and to build you know their networks or just you know uh, keep in touch with their former colleagues oh, it's critical the the sense of esprit de corps is with you throughout your service it shouldn't end when your active service ends so a part of our um, objective is to create an organization that all veterans feel comfortable with so you step out of operational policing and join the veterans community that cohort that connection is is critical and the experiences that police live through are often hard to share with others so that's why that sense of community is so important sometimes that can be enough just to keep them happy and most members that leave the job do leave happy and content unfortunately there are some that that are troubled we need to we want to look after all of them why do you think the bond is so strong is it because you're facing you know you're potentially going into life-threatening situations and you've got to have the backup from your partner why do you think that bond between members is so strong david it's exactly what you said you you go out on on a on a shift um you can do a week of night shift and you spend 
your whole week with that person. You form relationships, you build trust, you see things, you experience things that you want to share with them and you can't share with the others. Um, it's people you trust. You must have come across a lot of police veterans in this role. Um, have there been any of those veteran stories that have really impacted you? There have. The One of the very first ones I was involved in when I started in the role was we had a message to our generic mailbox. had gone unanswered for a couple of months before I started. A uh, defence guy went to visit his elderly grandfather in a nursing home in Hawthorne. Uh, guy in the next bed was a police veteran, had no friends, had no family, hadn't had a visitor in three years. Got talking to him, told him he had a police background. This defence member, knowing how defence veterans are looked after, found our organisation, wrote to us and said, this is what I've come across. Is there anything you guys can do? We tracked him down. Um, one of our board members at the time went to visit him, took him some Police Life magazines and regularly visited him once a month. That was all it took. Sometimes it's the simple things. At the other end of that spectrum, though, we've had some really troubled individuals. Um, one member, one police veteran in particular, reached out, uh, 17 years out of the job, really struggling, got involved with Beck, our social worker, Beck helped him, counselled him. We buddied up with a veteran. Massive transformation in a relatively short period of time. Uh, we got a thank you note from him and we got a thank you note from his wife who said, I feel I can actually leave the house now and go shopping without the fear of coming home and thinking what he's done. So that's fairly profound. Extraordinary. You're making a real difference and I don't think many members in the public would understand what members face when they do leave the job. Um, why should members join when they retire? Why should they become part of Police Veterans Victoria, David? They should join it because it's a continuity. It is belonging. It doesn't cost anything to join our organisation. That's how we are deliberately structured. But we have a whole range of different services. It's a bit like, I've used this before, it's a bit like the Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. If we can get our veterans to join our organisation, they can see what we're doing. We have a Get Social page where you can connect socially through sports groups or other forums. We have our support services so that veterans can see what's available. And it's not just for veterans, it's for their partners as well. Because we know from our experience that many partners have suffered in silence and have not had the voice or the support that they deserve. So it's in everyone's interest that they join and we stick together. We look after our own. That's the ethos of policing. And often for many ex-members and current members, um, their partner is or their spouse is basically the one that is the back backstop, isn't it? And often the one that gets them through and has to deal with a lot of the trauma that that person's going through as well. Absolutely. We have countless examples of how we're now becoming aware of some how that suffering has occurred and um, we need to change that too. What support do you get from Police Command? Victoria Police are very strong partners for us. They provide us with a resource. Our social worker is a Victoria Police employee, seconded full-time. We operate out of the Police Wellbeing Services team, so we have access to all their facilities. So Victoria Police are very strong partners. We could not operate without their support. 
Now, Legacy, Blue Ribbon, the Retired Police Association, uh, as well as Police Veterans Victoria, that's a, a number of organisations in the same space. Now, would it make sense to combine? And if so, how would you do that? Well, that's, uh, that's a discussion that's probably some time away. I think in the future, that it makes sense that organisations were combined, their resources were combined for the good of all. Mm. But I think we're some way away from that yet. It's such a shame because often it seems like there's a bit of competition and you're competing for the same funding as well. And if you look at America, I mean, I know that they look after their veterans and they're very well funded. Uh, is that, do you think, a way to go or a path forward? It's an option. It is a path forward that, that ought to be looked at in the fullness of time. But um, for our organisation, we're still emerging. You know, we've only been in existence for two years. So we've got a lot of work to do to build our profile inside the job so that police members know we exist so that they can refer veterans to us. So the public are aware of who we are so that um, everyone can come together. I've spoken to a number of veterans on and off the crime couch. And are there any plans for a premise similar to the old police club? I know that you know, this is something that they've spoken about, a place where veterans and serving members can actually mingle. Well, the challenge with that, Rochelle, is that veterans are spread across the state and um, we've all got fond memories of the police club. It was a great place to be and most members rotated through it at some point during their career, but I, I can't see we're going, we're going to get back to that. I think we're better off supporting little groups across the state um, as best we can, keeping them connected in different ways. But a club, yeah, I can't see it. What's your long-term vision for Police Veterans Victoria, David? My long-term vision is that police veterans are supported in the same way defence veterans are. If you look at open arms, that's the benchmark standard for us. We want to be able to have sufficient resources and funding that we can support all veterans and their partners as they need it. That could be through uh, counselling, hospitalisation, medication or other support. Finally, what about in the short term? Uh, if I'm a police veteran, what can I look forward to on your social calendar in the next couple of months? Well, I haven't looked at it in the last couple of days, to be honest, Rochelle, but there are a number of different uh, groups that are organising their own events and we're encouraging them to post them so that members can go online. I think Ballarat's a really active group. Um, they're a great example. Barry Trainer up there has a very organised and coordinated group of veterans that not just help each, each other mm -hmm. but are there for the community groups. So, um, yep, join up, get to the website and you'll see what we've got coming up. And what about you, David? What's the next sort of few months hold for you in your, in your role with Police Veterans Victoria? Well, now we're merging out of the COVID lockdown. My objective is to get around the state. So Beck and I will be up to Ballarat uh, next week and um, we want to start mixing and connecting with members around the, around the regions and across the metropolitan area. If, uh, finally, I suppose, what would be your last word of advice to anyone who is a, a police veteran that is struggling or going through an issue at the moment? What, what advice and what support would you give them and what are they entitled to? 
My advice is reach out. Don't suffer in silence. There's always someone there to support you. Don't be too proud. Don't think that's a sign of weakness. There are some really great, strong police who have borne the brunt of, of a lifetime of operational policing that takes its toll. You're not on your own. Well, look, thank you very much for sitting with me, David, on the Crime Couch today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me. I'm Rochelle Jackson, and I look forward to your company next time on the Crime Couch. Mm-hmm.